Hey everyone, and welcome back to our deeper series where we are diving deeper into our spiritual lives. And we are learning how to effectively utilize the spiritual disciplines that God has granted us. On our list of spiritual disciplines so far, it consists of, number one, prayer. Now, I have said this every single week. I believe we're on week eight right now, and I'm going to continue saying it. Prayer is the most powerful tool that we have. There should never be a day that we go and not pray. Utilize prayer. It is our opportunity to communicate with the creator of the universe. Then we talk about silence, learning to be content in the peace and quiet, just listening to God. Then Bible study, learning and understanding scripture. Then we talk about waiting, understanding that God is working even when we can't see it. And there are moments in our lives when we must wait on the Lord. So do not become discouraged and angry in periods of waiting. Trust and understand that God is working. Then we look to teachability, learning to understand that we don't know everything. I'm sorry, but we don't know everything. And God has a lot more for us to learn. He really does. And so being teachable means that we are being adaptable, where we are willing to learn. Even when you know we think we know everything, we still got to understand that we need to learn and God still wants to teach us. Then we looked at self-care. Remember, we cannot pour into others if we ourselves are empty. We need to take care of ourselves physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. And we need to allow God to pour into us and take care of us. Self-care is important. And remember, there are times when we feel guilty about self-care. But don't. Take time to take care of yourself. Now this week, we're going to be talking about a spiritual discipline that when I say it, it may bring up some negative feelings. Unfortunately, this word or the idea has some true stigma around it. And so when I say it, it may bring up some negative things, but just listen to it. It's submission or submit. Now, what does submission mean? Better yet, what does submission mean to you? Here's what I want you to do. Take just a few minutes. I want you to hit that pause button and think about, or maybe you can write down the first thought or feeling when I say submit. Because we all have ideas of what submit means, and it can be positive or it can be negative, but we all have ideas because we've been taught things and we've experienced things through this word called submission. So here's what I want you to do. Go ahead, take a couple minutes, hit that pause button, and write down what submission means to you. you come up with what submission means to you? Great. Now what I want to do is I want to present to you what the dictionary says about it. Google's dictionary defines submission as the action or fact of accepting or yielding to a superior force or to the will or authority of another person. Now in my opinion that's a pretty solid definition but what does that mean for a Christian as a spiritual discipline? And so I wanted to come up with a definition to present to you to really help us understand what it means as a spiritual discipline. So I started doing some digging, I started doing some reading, and the simplest definition that I can present to you is this. Christian submission means putting others before yourself. It means not always doing what you want to do. It means putting God's desires above your desires. Now, truthfully, most of us would agree with this, but why do we carry reservations? Why do we, uh, why are we reluctant to submit? Why is there such a stigma towards submission? Why do we view it in such a negative light instead of a positive attribute? 
Now, I understand that submission or the idea of submitting has been abused in years past, but scripturally, we have been called to submission. Let me show you. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 21 says, Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Now, this verse is not telling us to roll over and play dead out of fear of one another. It's calling us to be like Christ. As I was reading this week, I came, I came across this and it says, Godly submission is rooted in God's good and loving intentions for each of us. Submission is not something God forces down our throats because forcing people to submit is oppression. Understand this. There is a difference between willful submission, which is the spiritual discipline that we're going to be talking about, and forced submission. Forced submission is oppression and that is not okay. I continued reading and I saw this. It said, Therefore, biblical submission does not trap people in abusive relationships that rob them of their freedom. Submission is a way we allow God's kingdom agenda to shape our choices, relationships, and vocation. And it always works in conjunction with our personal freedom. Now, coming from an individualistic society where we love to be in control of our own lives, right? All of us love to be in control. We think that we will lose our freedom if we submit, and that terrifies us. However, we must remember we are finite beings with extreme limitations. I have limitations. You have limitations. But God is infinite. There is no limitations to God. Meaning, if we give Him control, things will happen that will go beyond our understanding. Another writer said, Scripture makes it clear that God has a plan and knows the best way for people to live. Submission is trusting that God's instructions concerning this life are good for us. Instructions to forgive, serve, and love are not given to abuse us, but to set us free to be who we were meant to be. Now, I understand that the idea of submission has been abused over the years, and a lot of negative stuff has come because of it. However, here is a list of things that submission isn't, according to many authors and individuals who have studied this in depth, and I want to share it with you. The first thing is, submission is not agreeing on everything. Though people will disagree with this, it's okay to have varying opinions, and it's okay to have open dialogue about those opinions, as long as it is done in love and compassion. It's about working together to find the best solution as long as it is done in love, compassion, and grace. Secondly, submission does not mean that you leave your brain at the altar. You will see people take this to the extreme. When we're talking about submitting to God, people will take it to the extreme. They'll say things like, I don't need the medicine. God will heal me. Now, listen to me. I do believe in divine healing. I do believe God can step in and heal us physically. But I also believe that he has blessed us with the knowledge to come up with modern medicine. Submitting to God's will and to others does not mean that we will never use our brain again. It goes back to the old story that says when the man was drowning in the ocean, a boat came up and said, hey, I'm here to save you. And the man looked at the boat and said, no, I don't need you to save me. God's going to save me. Well, the man ended up drowning. When he made it to heaven, he looked at God and said, God, why didn't you save me? And God looked down at him and said, I sent you a boat. Submission does not mean that you leave your brain at the altar. God gave us knowledge, and he wants us to use that knowledge. The third thing is submission does not mean that you do not try to influence. A lot of times we think that submission is just being a pushover. No, 
we must still work hard to make an impact for the kingdom of God and never waver on the truth. We must work to be a positive influence in the world, but there are ways of doing that without being overpowering and oppressive. It's about being an influence, just doing it properly. The fourth thing, submission is not putting the will of others before the will of Christ. There are moments when we must submit to our authorities, to teachers, our bosses, our spouses, but those must never come before the will of God. The will of God must be our priority. And the last thing is, submission does not mean living or acting in fear. I love what 2 Timothy says in verse, or chapter 1, verse 7. For the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. And so let me ask, what does Christian submission look like? Well, Christian submission, out of our love for Christ and our gratitude for his work of salvation, it's about Christians choosing to submit their ways, wills, affections, thoughts, desires, and understanding to God. It was once said, in all matters of submission, our conscience guides us to obey. We trust ourselves to Christ knowing that he submitted himself to God for our sake. He laid down his life for us. So through the power of the Holy Spirit, we can lay down our life for Christ for the sake of the gospel. It's simply saying what Jesus said in Luke chapter 22. Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me. Yet not my will, but yours be done. And so it is my prayer and my desire that all of us will submit to God and to his authority. Listen, not my will, but his be done. Amen. All right. Thank you again for joining us. I love all of you. I hope to see you next week. God bless.